AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. What kind of programs does this school have? How are the test scores? How many kids do a classroom? Homes.com knows these are all things you ask when you're home shopping as a parent. That's why each listing on Homes.com includes extensive reports on local schools, including photos, parent reviews, test scores, student-teacher ratio, school rankings, and more. The information is from multiple trusted sources and curated by Homes.com's dedicated in-house research team. It's also you can make the right decision for your family. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Welcome to Night Call, a production of iHeartRadio. It's 1.19 a.m. on the love boat in Rio de Janeiro, and you're listening to Night Call. Everybody and welcome to Night Call, a podcast for your strange days and lonely nights. I'm Molly Lambert, and with me, as always, are Tess Lynch and Emily Yoshida. And joining us today is our special guest, Heather Haverleski. Heather is the author of the Ask Polly advice column at New York Magazine and the Ask Molly newsletter. She's also the author of three books um, and a longtime internet writer cool person all around long time legend <laughs> legendary <laughs> blogger welcome heather hi i'm so happy to be here heather's going to talk <laughs> to us today about the love boat for spooky romance february because what's spookier than love at sea love on a <laughs> boat trapped on a boat <laughs> what is spookier than anything at sea <laughs> <laughs> there's no escape but first we're going to take a night call actually a night email Hey, Night Call. I have had a couple Night Call relevant experiences recently I am writing to share. 
Sleep podcasts are certainly one expansion of the podcast medium, but I was visiting my parents last week when my mom informed me of the existence of dog podcasts, which you put on for your dog when you're gone. I'm not sure if there's more than one, but the one she, the dog, uses features random British actors telling your dog it's a good dog in various ways, as well as dropping random quotes from historical figures that they follow up. I don't think they were talking about dogs, but I think it still applies. I told a dog-owning friend this, and she was like, oh yeah, there's also dog TV now. So, this is the decade of dog media, apparently. Hopefully, the dogs will be inspired to create media of their own and ultimately save us all. Best, Charlie Heller. Thank you, Charlie. Thanks, Charlie. What a great night email. Seriously. Did either of you guys listen to the um, dog's favorite sounds or something so or dogs. It's not a dog <laughs> but it's favorite with a u so you oh, know. British. Dogs. um it's funny because they uh charlie linked which we will link to an article in the straits times it was like very british it's like a um a singapore news site so it was like very british oriented but I, I just thought that was funny it is like game of thrones actors just saying like you're such a good boy like, when you look at me like that, I'm just so happy. <laughs> like, I just want the very best for you. I guess you just leave it on in your living room when you have to leave the dog alone. Because it's 300 and some minutes. I did not listen to all wow. 300 <laughs> minutes. Do you think people are listening to this that are not dogs? Um, <laughs> I can see a use for it. I mean, it has an ASMR quality. Is it calming? Yeah, it's like very... I, I listened to, I forget the name of the actress who was reading it, but it was very, sooth- like, it was in a very, like, low, like, I'm just, I'm just speaking to you. Like, the wh- the voice that you would use if you had the dog, like, right in front it's of your face. It's dog timbre. Yeah, dog timbre. Yeah. Um, your, uh, your ass smells delicious. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been eating your greenies? <laughs> um <laughs> It was, right. Is it like a fellow dog talking to you or is it a I person? It, I think it's just supposed to be like the best person you could leave your dog with. Is a British person who speaks to them calmingly? Apparently, yeah. I mean, the dog media stuff and the dog TV, that's not new. Like, I remember there used to be, I definitely remember cat. Cat TV, TV I remember. And cat VHSs and It was stuff. a lot of aquariums. Yes. Dog yes. TV yeah. is the greatest channel in the world. I don't know where it comes from, but my parents got it as like a preview for a few a week or two once. Really? And my mom got obsessed with it. And then I also got obsessed with it because it was like programmed with shows, but the shows were like a centipede on the wall with lights on it. <laughs> <laughs> and then another show would be like birds in the park. So just, dogs and stoners have a huge I know. Yeah. I know. It was really good slow TV. It was, yeah. you know, and some of them were like from the point of view of a dog, just like a shot of like a dog running around a beach. Um, but the idea was you're supposed to leave it on for your dog when you left yeah. the house. That is what I would think a dog podcast would be like, that mm-hmm. it would be like more of a field recording. Yeah, no, I think it's not meant to be disorienting in that way. It's not supposed to take you to another place as a dog. If like, it's too stimulating, it's the dog will bark, right? Yeah. And yeah. you don't want the dog. It's to placate the dog. What yeah. if the dog is like a strange British man is in the house trying <laughs> to <laughs> lure me away from my true owners? I mean, it's probably good they have like both male and female voices on it just so that, you know, you can, if your dog responds better to, to women, then, you know, you yeah. can hear a nice lady talking or whatever. Which is definitely a thing. Do you have pets that respond to media? 
my mom just sent me a picture that um, her cat Satsuki has just discovered video, like has just started responding to it for the first time. She had a YouTube video that was like playing on our laptop on the bed, and like she showed me a picture of like the cat just like pawing at the screen, which is like, and she's kind of. She's she's not young. Like she's like 9 years old or something like that. And I'm like this is feels like a late breaking thing for her to be tuned into. She but, saw the monolith. Yeah, yeah, it's like suddenly just like she, the fourth wall broke down. <laughs> Heather, do your dogs watch TV? They do. I, I feel like dogs I mean when I was younger dog they didn't my dogs did not see things on TV. But then my last set of dogs who are dead now God rest their Sorry. souls. All right, um, but they, but I have two new replacement dogs. God bless. <laughs> Do they know that they're the replacement dogs? Yes. <laughs> um, one of them is definitely a doppel, like a recruited rescue nice. doppelganger of the other dog. Um, and the the other one was named Potus, and she was really, really aloof, like president. Yeah, nice. Um, okay, but but the the new one is named Fig, and she's really needy. Mm. So Ooh. it's sort of like, um, but they look, they, yeah, I'm like the dog pervert that gets the dog that, I mean, people do that. They get the same breed, right? But with rescue oh, right. dogs, you actually have to like scour the internet yeah. for, where yeah. is my dog that looks like my other dog? Um, but yeah. but my, my both of my dogs now, one of them's kind of a Jack Russell Chihuahua and the other one's, uh, I don't know, Ooh. something. But they look at animals when an animal appears on mm-hmm. the TV. yeah. I yeah. think there's something about like the movement of wildlife that translates, yeah. like even though it's out of context and, and sounds. on a box. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of my cats definitely will paw at the screen when an animal appears, really? especially a bird. Um, <laughs> Which one, Drexel? Yeah, yeah. But also yesterday, I was watching a cat documentary, and one of the cats at least definitely like perked up and started watching it. Was oh it for God. the cats? It was not. It was for me. <laughs> well, people it, just want to see themselves. I in only media, got like you know? halfway through representation it. of yeah. cats. It was a cat documentary. I think it was called Hashtag Meow. Maybe. Wow. But it was sure about millennial like, cats. It was on Netflix, I think. It was about the history of cat memes. Oh my god! So it started with like Neon Cat. And like it kind of, it was actually cat. interesting. I did stop watching it halfway through, but the first half was like there was this pre-gentrified internet where cats got famous organically, like little bub. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, and then there was this shift at a certain point where people were like, "I'm getting a cat to try and make yeah. it famous mm-hmm. on the internet." Yeah. Um. So that was fascinating. Yeah. But there was like a person who's like the cat meme archivist at the Museum of the Moving Image. Oh wow! Um, well, that's their. T- that's a title. I believe so, yeah. That's wow. fascinating. That I feel like they're doing the good work there. Then. Yeah, they were like, <laughs> this is the one thing that remains like a constant on the internet is That's animal funny. memes. Yeah. It's like the one thing everyone can agree is like a good thing on the internet. There aren't enough animal memes on Twitter lately, I feel like. Yeah. It's all just gloom and doom. And there's, I, I want more. Um, you see that owl that can cuteness. run? No. I posted it today. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh. I, I like, liked the RoboCat, who yeah. was a victim of frostbite in Siberia and oh. has robotic legs. Oh, nice. <gasps> yeah. Oh, Michael. That was, a, that was a good animal meme. I have now eliminated all of the suggested topics from Twitter, so mm. it's only weather and cats. Oh. Which is very disorienting, That's- <laughs> I have to say. And also, the cream doesn't necessarily rise to the top with the yeah. cats that become popular on Twitter. Yeah. I have to say, like, not to shame these cats, but they're not the best cats I've seen. And I'm not even that picky, but some of those cats are really low tier. It's cats. true that, like, I've seen that there has been a downturn mm-hmm. in the quality of cat. Like, I feel like the most Demand common more. cat that you see 
now is the one that's sitting at the table opposite Taylor Armstrong in that meme of like where she's oh, yeah. like yelling the at white the cat. cat. Yeah, yeah, the white cat. Love at the that table. cat. <laughs> there okay. are some famous ones, but this documentary was also like no cat will ever be as famous again as Little Bub. Like yeah. universally yeah. famous. They and were, like, there's and two... Boo on the dog side. Yeah, oh. and Marnie. Yeah, but oh. also like Marnie and Little Bub were both like rescue pets with sort of like weird health conditions. Which is also what made them like lovable. Yeah. So you were like, oh, you genuinely just got like, a, like the guy who does Little Bub was just like, no, I wasn't like trying to like, yeah. who make does Little Bub? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now that the rescues, they're like scouring the rescues for fucked up faces. Yeah. Like, I mm. did an event with Marnie once where I interviewed her on a stage. <laughs> really? What I did interviewed- she have to say? <laughs> <laughs> I interviewed her caretaker, Shirley Braha, who is cool and it was like I just was like asking her questions about Marnie like when did you get her and you know what does she like to eat the hard-hitting questions (laughs) it was an audience of mostly kids it was at the echoplex it was like Beatlemania like the kids were just like oh like Marnie just walked around on the stage and the kids were just like ah Were they all trying to like take pictures yeah. of her and stuff? Oh and then my she'd God. like stick her tongue out and they'd freak out again and then she'd like flop over. It was amazing. That's it was hilarious. The most fame I've ever been around. Is Marty <laughs> still alive? Yeah. Okay, good. Um it was a beautiful experience. We were all transformed. <laughs> I always get Speaking of beautiful experiences that transform everyone who passes through them, Heather, you came to talk to us about a little show called The Love Boat. Yes, I did. That's I'm here to speak of the love boat. We were going to do this anyway for Spooky Love February. But then also uh, Fred Silverman just passed away, who is this TV executive who's famous for greenlighting, among other things, the love boat. He is known for doing the rural purge where they canceled Green Acres and the Beverly Hillbillies uh, to go after a more sophisticated audience. The cruisers. Um, With the love boat? Well, he he greenlit Love Boat and Charlie's Angels. So he like, you know, was responsible for this whole genre. But he also greenlit like All in the Family Mm. and the Jeffersons and stuff. Like he's Hmm. a big figure in TV. So it's almost like there's actually a reason that we're talking about the love boat. (laughs) Amazing. We searched high and low for a reason and look. (laughs) Yes. You know what? There are so many tie-ins. Our powers are too strong. The love boat. Well, okay, so I was born in 1970. Someone recently told me, you really shouldn't tell people your age anymore. It's <laughs> done. Yeah, like, Who said that to you? So a woman said that to me, no. a woman in, in the public eye. She was like, no more, no more speaking of your age. Just forget your age. I was like, I don't know. It's kind of fun to <laughs> flip people out a little. I don't, I don't really get it. Um, but the love boat in the 70s. Okay, so it was on from 1977 to 1987. Those were the years that I was uh, 7 to 17. I did not watch it when I was 17. I I think you'll find that reassuring. Um, But at the age of seven, um, I think Star Wars came out in 76. So Love Boat and Star Wars, I feel like, are sort of akin because the Love Boat was a show... Because they're both on ships. Yeah, they have ships. Yeah. They're, they're <laughs> both on ships, uh, yes. Neither on land. Death Star cruise ship, similar. Um, but the Love Boat was a show where basically you had the rotating guests. Um, it was, I guess that's called, what is it called? Like a serial where there are rotating people in and out, right? An anthology? No, because no, it like, always is the same ship captain. 
Yeah, like you have the set characters, kind of like Law and Order. Yeah. Right? Like you have these ro- rotating storylines. And typically, the, okay, so the quintessential story is two people come to the love boat with, it's a little bit like Fantasy Island. Fantasy Island was on after the love boat. Okay. But two, a couple comes and one of them is secretly dying. <laughs> okay, but she doesn't want to tell yeah. her partner. So they just keep... Basically, like almost every other scene is just a couple on the deck of the love boat clinking little champagne glasses. Um, It was sort of like an escapist luxury, you know, akin to um, Dynasty, Mm -hmm. Dallas, Falcon's Crest. Um, It was sort of like the middle class vision of what luxury was. I feel like I didn't watch a lot of these shows, but they still completely shaped my idea of what is like luxury. Aspirational, yeah. yeah. Like when I think of rich people, I'm still like dynasty. That is like (laughs) how you should dress (laughs) if you're rich. Like crazy hair, um, flushed, strange, overly tanned faces, uh, shoulder pads. Yeah. Um, low cut shit. I'm dressed like I'm. <laughs> Wait, so Uh-oh. who are the who are the main cast of the Love Boat? Is like the crew of the ship. The crew of the ship. So there's Gavin McLeod, mm-hmm. who was we we know from such things as Mary Tyler Moore show. Mm-hmm. He was Murray, I think, mm-hmm. on Mary yeah. Tyler Moore. Um, there is I didn't write down the other ones. There's the uh, oh yeah Isaac. Okay, so I know the character names. Yeah, yeah. That, there, there weren't like is Isaac super the big stars. Yeah, Isaac okay. was a bartender. I went to camp with his son. Oh, oh nice. You went to camp? Yeah. Oh, I know. Amazing. <laughs> so Isaac and Gopher are like the two goofy like, um, hey, let's have a party. Hey, check out the girls kind of guys. On that Gopher's like the I don't know. He's like a lower down on the on the ship. Isaac is the bartender, and he, you know, in the opening credits, he's like, I mean, it's sort of like the opening credits that people spoof now on, you know, Bachelor in Paradise, like, shaking the shaker. Right. Uh-huh. Right. Hey, points. Hey, hey. Bachelor in Paradise is totally a love boat ripoff. <laughs> yeah. You're right. right. Exactly. And people, there's a similar amount of melodrama. Yeah. Um, there's the classic shot, at least four or five times per episode, there's just a shot of tits or ass. Like asses walking, like butt cheeks walking by in a bikini. And then, you know, Gopher or Isaac are like, whoa, (laughs) there's an ass right there. (laughs) That was probably the first time you could do that on television. Yeah. Because again, I did read a lot about Fred Silverman and they were like, he he pioneered jiggle vision with... Shows like that and Charlie's Angels. Oh, so Jiggle Vision's just like check out the ass. Yeah, like shows that people thought were stupid, but lots of people watched because they had like TNA and they Mm. were very like comforting in their regularity. Yeah, it was like decorative TNA though. It wasn't like plot driven. It was just like oh, in between scenes you might see a butt. Right, and then like the end point is Baywatch. Sure. Mm. Yeah. Yes. But there's That's no plot-driven TNA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's a, re- a purpose to those yes. asses they have bouncing to rescue. down the beach. Those asses have a a, a goal. <laughs> um, I mean, we what, which what ass doesn't have a goal? <laughs> <laughs> Even the asses of dog yeah, TV have exactly. a goal. It all comes back. Um, but I, there wasn't any dirtiness. Like, there it, wasn't. Yeah, people like would sort of like talk about making love I guess you know it was, it was 1977 making love it seems very soft rock yeah yeah soft porn soft rock I mean yeah this the, it's like middle class romance like it, but see you gotta put it in the context of like the movies of the time like did you ever see okay what is the name of that movie 
the quintessential kind of like sh- shitty 80s movie to me is this Michelle Pfeiffer and Mel Gibson fall in love. They I just remember this scene where they make love in a hot tub. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Tequila Sunrise. Oh, you're speaking nice. my language. <laughs> great. And then they burst out of, and it's like, <laughs> soaring sacks, and they burst out of the hot tub while fucking. And you're like, yeah, fucking. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, not like that on the love boat, no, is no, what you're no. saying? Well, There's I mean, the movie, whisper. there were a lot of, like, okay, so can we talk about love scenes? Have you guys ever talked about just the existence? Sex scenes? Yeah, the existence we of did. a sex we scene. We did an erotic we odyssey. We did an erotic yeah. odyssey yeah. Yeah. that was all... Yeah, all erotic thrillers. Yeah. But, um, but from what era? Like from the late, the late 80s, 80s and, early actually, 90s. Oh, okay. Early yeah. 80s to, yeah, mid-90s, I would say. From yeah. from about the time, probably. Yeah, when right around there. Suddenly okay to show that. The nine and a half weeks era. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I feel like the... I, I just had this epiphany one day where I was like, what happened to sex scenes, you know? Yeah. Like, they used to be long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but Love Boat was sort of, like, worked around that with... It was mostly really about the cheesiness of, like, oh, God, I just love you so, God. You're just, I'm so <laughs> in love with you. <laughs> it still had to be about love in order to pass yeah. standards. <laughs> but the tension was, like, a secret between the couples or some sort of, like, mortal peril? There was usually some stupid twist, like, I'm dying and I can't... T-. There was usually a... Yeah, it was usually, like, I can't really tell... It was not the era of let's process our emotions together on this deck yeah. with our champagne. It was more like, oh, oh I'm going to go change into something more comfortable. You know, or, you know, like everything happened behind closed doors. Like, but, you know, you imagine just having the, the most grueling, <laughs> gruelingly dull missionary sex in their little terrible bed. So people are <laughs> repressed on the love boat? Um, yeah. I mean, you know, it was, it was like they, they were all wearing lip gloss. Like how hot could it get? <laughs> I mean, it seems, you know, a lot of people get seasick. Yeah, there wasn't, I feel like there wasn't a lot of, like, realism. There wasn't a lot of vomiting (laughs) over the side. Um, The idea of having sex on a cruise ship, I've never been on a cruise ship, (laughs) nor have I had sex on a cruise ship, obviously, but the idea, yet, 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 we'll see. (laughs) Put it into the universe. (laughs) Um, But I'm confused if that's, like, an erotic thing, those those little tiny, are the beds very small, like, Who's what our cruise ship expert? Emily, Emily's been on two. Well, the beds tend to be two smaller beds pushed together, kind of. Oh, really? Emily, are you style. in the mile long club? <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> Lord. Whoa. Um, <laughs> maybe mile that's long. why they were having. <laughs> the mile high club is in the air. It should be like like league. The mile league. yard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would be for a summary. <laughs> the 10,000 league club. Yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. Well, uh, <laughs> I went to the estate sale of Geraldine Saunders, who's the woman who wrote the book that The Love Boat was a spinoff of. And I got tipped about her estate sale. It was in Glendale. And it was just a really amazing Glendale estate sale of this woman who was like this self-made mogul who had written this book. She had like been a, tried to be a celebrity astrologer. She was married to, I think his name is Omar star or something she was married to another super famous astrologer Mm. and they sort of pioneered like being celebrity astrologers and then she became the first female cruise director she had this obsession with like i want to work on a cruise and be in charge and she did so they were like sell they yeah they had her cruise director jacket for sale 
But she wrote this book about it called The Love Boat about using astrology to like match make on the cruise. Um, The back of the book is amazing. I think I talked about it here once before because it's like this vivacious, voluptuous Virgo from Glendale (laughs) takes you on a romantic cruise and like who knows what will happen on a ship. Like people might find love on the love boat and then somebody bought it, the original taking an IP and turning it into a show. And she had a love boat lifesaver around her pool. Oh, my oh God. My God. Now, did she be on the book club? Did she have artifacts, other artifacts from the actual show? No, it was more artifacts from her astrology oh. career uh-huh. that they had. And a million copies of the love boat, which I... Was she already, took. like, wealthy just from being an astrologer before that? Or is that, like... It seemed completely... like she was just sort of a nonstop hustler. Yeah. Like, she was a girl boss. She was, like, a model. And then she, like just kept finding ways to sort of like try to get famous that's for doing exactly like weird. me molly <laughs> that's how i am i feel like now she would have just done an astrology cruise if yeah. it was today <laughs> done the wellness cruise the well <laughs> well she yeah. had she invented this like alternate ouija board that they had all these prints of that i bought one of whoa and put it up over what's my, it called i forget but i'll send you a photo it's totally yeah. weird it's just like its own thing it's very occult looking is it the alphabet or is it something else that you're it's like it's its own kind of like wheel with like zodiac and then like maybe chakras and different parts yeah parts of the body and sun signs and stuff it's very weird have you tried it to use it no i'm a little scared of it but i did (laughs) buy it and like put it in my house so not so you're already cursed yeah (laughs) Yeah, you have to use it or blessed or blessed she was also her whole life story was super interesting she was married to a guy who was like mysteriously murdered, who I think he wrote The Wild Bunch. Oh. Um, she was married to a bunch of interesting dudes. And then she also at her house had a million headshots of hot guys. Nice. Like, current day because she was like working on some project. <laughs> sure. Uh, and she had some other romance novels she'd written. So it was like all these romance novel looking guys, like contact Whoa. sheets of them like running on the beach. Whoa. Did um, she, um, so she was a super horny gal. Yeah. And she defined the horniness of the 70s. Yeah. So she was a groundbreaking human. Totally. And this like her house was amazing because it was like a dream like 70s party palace for like a self-made like, you know, lady. Mm-hmm. It was just totally was she single when she died no idea and was it a was it a did it seem like a party house like an active use it seemed like a party house from the 1960s oh but like the early 1960s (laughs) (laughs) it felt more like my grandparents house than like a swing in like austin powers you Uh know bachelorette pad but I don't know it was just fascinating how many times do you think she was married could you tell well at least Three, I think. That's a very L.A. Um, archetype. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like someone with a kind of obscure career that you're like, what What the hell? What did you do? Whoa, you did yeah. all this. Yeah. And you make a fortune, and then you're just like, I think I'll just fuck a lot of guys. Yeah. <laughs> and live in the hills of Glendale. I, Glendale this is exactly hills. like me. I just, yeah. This woman is like my doppelganger. <laughs> For a while in the, um, in the early 2000s, I had a par- series of parties called Fucky's Drunk Boat. <laughs> Um, and sometimes we get confused and call it drunkies fuck boat. <laughs> so the emphasis was either on fucking or getting drunk, uh-huh. depending. 
Um, and people really responded to that name, and it was they were always good parties, and people always got drunk. And people, <laughs> I'm going to say that people always fucked. I didn't see it. <laughs> so what you're saying is a love boat did inspire. It yeah. did. Stage a really classy, early odds corollary. Halcyon, like Y2K era debauchery. <laughs> it was. <laughs> were there any episodes of The Love Boat that particularly stuck with you, for better um, or worse? The one about, okay, so pretty much the experience of watching The Love Boat was just like, especially at age seven, was like, who the fuck is that? Was like the the, the primary feeling you had because Ernest Borgnine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, who's that? You, you, it, it's like the people who are too old for you to understand mm-hmm. who they are, they were all on that show for mm-hmm. me. And some of them were like, um, you know, borderline silent era, you really? know, because it's oh, the wow, 70s, yeah. right? So like. They're still um, all hanging around. David Hasselhoff, Gene Kelly. Gene Kelly. That's Gene wild. Kelly was on the love yes, boat? Yes. Betty White, Murray Osmond, Florence Henderson. I mean, that's Brady Munch, right? Carol Channing. Yeah, I think everybody nice. was on the love boat. because Patty you only, Duke. You only had oh. to do it for like a day or two. You only had yeah. to do yeah. it for a day. And I'm sure that the casting director was someone who just like, you you just wanted to appease maybe. That's, that is yep. a really smart idea. It feels like there aren't. Like, are there any shows like that now that oh, are just yes. like, I will say, actually, this is like, I've gotten obsessed with Below Deck on oh, yeah, yeah. Bravo, mm-hmm. which is like a semi-documentary real reality show. It's the work boat. It's the work boat. Well, it's a show about people who work, who live and work on a boat. Uh, that's like a luxury yacht and then they have a different person on every week and they are sometimes like semi-famous people but they're like bravo celebrities, like bravo mm. famous people so like the only pre- people I knew who they were one of them was the queen of Versailles that um, woman who there was a documentary yeah. about her oh, yeah. building this insane house um are they supposed to be themselves? Are they just show up and they're, are they just? Yeah, it's it's a real show about like the chefs are always divas. It's fascinating because it's also like, it's very unglamorous to work on the boat, but yeah. people spend so much money to go on the boat. Yeah. And, and if the weather is bad, there's just nothing they can do about it. No, it really conveys how actually cramped it is on yeah, a boat, Yeah, it's not a luxury version of, like, showing, yeah, it's not like, oh, and they live in a cool apartment on this boat. Yeah. It's yeah. like, no, they live in this dorm. Yeah, like and in bunk beds. have to be undercover, like, after hours. Yeah. And so they kind of hate each other, probably. Yes, yes. they get in huge feuds. They hook up with each other a lot. Oh. Um... It's got. It's better. Where do they hook up? I mean, that's kind of. Um, that's the. That's the question they hook at up the, in the crux bunk of bed. this discussion. Yeah. <laughs> they hook up in the bunk How do you beds. hook up in a bunk bed? You make your. You room, just pick the. You, you go make down your roommate or you go, go away. Yeah, you just. Guys uh, have been to college. Yeah, right? come on. <laughs> but they all are like stressed out about it because they're like, if we hook up, then we're trapped on a boat together right. afterwards, and that Whoa. almost always causes problems. I don't think there's been any like successful relationships to come out of it on the show. Is the whole series one, is there a different person every episode? Yeah, and there's three franchises now. There's three branches of the Below Deck franchise. There's uh, regular Below Deck, Below Deck Med, and which is Mediterranean, and uh, they just introduced another one that's like a smaller boat. Ugh. It's like Ooh. Below Deck Yacht or something. No. The smaller boat for me. I draw the line. What is below deck well, but all, smaller? They're all actually they're all anchored around like the captain is a really interesting sort of salty dog on all of them. Uh it's Is like it a, the same guy? No, it's a guy no. on one on the main one and then it's like this this woman on the other one. Oh. 
Um, and then the person who's like the head, like the director of the cruise or whatever, uh, gets totally screwed by everybody else. Like everybody hates them because they're the person who has to tell everyone to like do their job all the time. Yeah. yeah. But they're really interesting. Both of the women on both of like both of that show. It's like you have to be such a specific type of person to be like, I want to spend my life on the sea away from everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a rescue dog lady. Yeah. Yeah. Like rescue shelter ladies. Specific. They're really intense ones. Yeah. Yeah. Specific. They're it's not just the rescue dogs, the rescue cats too. Yeah, it's like I don't like your hat. You can't rescue this cat. <laughs> One of the, you definitely get the sense that they're like running from something, and then mm-hmm. sometimes you like find out what it is. It's a great show. <laughs> Me and Steven Soderbergh agree. It was um, oh yeah, it was all over his things he watches list. That's so funny. Was, but was, it's very popular, obviously, because there are three different. Yeah, Thanks. and it kind of, del- and now that the Vanderpump Rules cast is a little bit uh, older and more settled, it delivers more of the sort of like people hooking Chaos. up and getting drunk. Yeah. Cha- it's very chaotic. <laughs> was Love Boat, was that shot on location ever at all, or was it all yeah. on stages? Oh, um, I think a lot of stages. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember the um, the balcony, you know, and it was sort of like blue screen of ocean behind, shit yeah. like that. Yeah. But then yeah. they'd have like the... We're going to Australia, right. you know, like stunt, and then they'd of, actually go. So yeah, and they'd like, actually go, and they'd be like, <laughs> "Oh my God, it's Sydney Harbour!" Insane. <laughs> <laughs> Just get the one shot of people walking down a street, like on location. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, we yeah. went there. Yeah, right, the koala on their shoulders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. a nice ass and some tight white pants. <laughs> <laughs> She's Australian. <laughs> You're really selling us. The I love know. Boat. All of us. Oh, yeah. Also, I just really want to read that book now oh, too. Yeah. Yes. I go like full love boat. Yeah. I wonder if it's anything like the show, though. You know, if it's cheesier, yeah. if it's just like. I think it's also more about like astrology-based matchmaking, which I'm so into. Especially yeah. if you can't escape, because then you have to submit to the suggestion that you're preordained to be with this person who's also on the boat. Uh, yeah, it seems like fate automatically. Right? Wow, we're going to get right back into something oh, yeah. that pertains to this <laughs> after this quick ad break. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. 
Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome back to Night Call. Emily has been beamed up temporarily, uh, but we are still here with Heather Haverleski. I'm still here. Talking about spooky love. Today's spooky love main course, uh, two stories about two couples. The culty couples. The culty couples that yeah. will, will... The best kind. Put their way in your heart. So we're going to start off with listener Marit shared an article from Vice about a YouTube cult that is a very night call story. Um, so there's this online spirituality school that's in scare quotes called Twin Flames Universe that was started by a pair of YouTubers named Jeff and Shalia, um, also known as Ender... Ianethos. I'm going to show you a picture of them, Heather, and, oh my God, so you can get the visual. Oh, yeah. I'd like oh. to see that as well. Because um, she was like, are they polished looking? And I was like, no. No. They look just like new agey YouTubers. So they charge more than $4,000 a month um, for access, or maybe just $4,000, period. I guess you have. it's kind of like you're, you're choosing from a menu of services. Oh, yes. Okay. So, yeah. These people. Does that fit? That fits for me. They look like they're they're basking in the warm glow of they their They look cult. like they might sell you some mushrooms at a fish show or something. Yeah, but they're but selling like, you much more than that, yeah, guys. Not that we would ever go to fish shows. I would. No, oh. I would not. Slor- sort of nerdy. Little yeah, nerdy. Yeah, a little nerdy for, for a YouTuber. Not They just look kind of like goopy. jazzed up on, on the <laughs> Jesus or something. Um, so they have a menu of services that cost more than $4,000 a month. Um, it's new agey videos, workshops, something called mind alignment therapy. Yes, a two-day ascension workshop mm-hmm. during which you can Which sounds do... exactly like our Patreon, by the way. <laughs> like a lot of this is formulated exactly like well, our Patreon. Well, this all sounds just like our Patreon. It does. Um, but we're not cutting you off from your families. Like no. Well, would. so the goal... The, do like, you go somewhere? No. This is... What? I mean, I don't think so. From what I understood no, it says it from Canada, Vice, it said... Uh, I will read from the story. Yeah. 
Twin Flames Universe, led by two glassy-eyed Michigan YouTubers calling themselves Jeff and Shalea Birchall, a 30-year-old single mom, bought tickets for a two-day Ascension workshop in Canada. Oh, yeah. The so there's of some of those. July yeah. 27th and 28th. Marketing materials for the event promised participants would experience heaven on earth. Ooh. But it's also, so the Twin Flames thing is that they, the YouTubers are claiming that they will help you find your soulmate your twin flame but there's also like they also own the domain lifepurposeclass.com oh they beat us to it so unfair <laughs> we can get dot um, net yeah we can yeah dot org um so the article features a couple different people who have been involved with this group um one of them is the single mom la- named Lene. so she became a community member um th- there's kind of like an mlm element to this you have to once you join a lot of your time is volunteer work to, uh, spent recruiting other members calling members and trying to sell them stuff so she was looking for her twin flame and she became convinced that it was this guy from her gym who was married and not interested in her but because <laughs> the the tactic they're they're like if you find them and you know that's your twin flame like don't give up oh yeah this is you crazy. know you go for it yeah oh, Jesus. so she said she was surprised that she wasn't served a restraining order she, she was like i stalked this <laughs> yeah man. she showed up oh at his God. work yeah she would and just be like you need to accept that we're twin flames oh jesus yeah um and was he what did he do he just said no he was like no (laughs) thank you no i'm married um but i think it would seem to me that if you're that deep in this cult you're giving off such a, a a vibe that probably hopefully makes people kind of sensitive to you You know what i mean like he just sounded like he didn't want to go after her but she kind of implied without stating directly i think that other people in the cult had been you know people had been much firmer in their no thank yous the couple leading twin flames universe openly call themselves the master christ yes and their associates are now attempting to start a tax-exempt church based on their teachings what they're they called the two of them called themselves the master the master christ it's technically the master christ eternal ruler of all creation by god's loving hand oh my god that's what it says on my business card (laughs) me too (laughs) so that's i I think they might be my twin flames (laughs) triplet flames flames. yeah (laughs) um but also there were, I guess, people on Reddit started, ex-members started kind of talking about this, which may have led to, you know, the article being written in the first place. But they were really encouraged to disconnect from their families unless the family members gave them money that they would then give to the Twin Flames people. So parents, these, I think a lot of these people are in their 20s and 30s. And it's a love cult. It's so a love it's cult. like, this is super interesting. The love cult. <laughs> <laughs> it's... It says, Twin Flames Universe conflates romance and enlightenment in disturbing ways, ex-members say. Achieving harmonious union with a twin flame was promoted as a cure-all for life problems, while sickness or romantic failure was attributed to not aligning with God or the group. The (laughs) mind alignment element to me is the scariest. I mean, stalking people's no good. How scary is the term mind alignment? Uh (laughs) Aligned with what? Alignment. Well, also, they claimed that they healed um, stage four terminal breast cancer with their mind alignment. They also claim to be able to help PTSD and like severe depression, which they clearly could not. So there have been stories about people not doing well. 
after involved uh, involvement with the yeah, cult. Yeah, there's a story about somebody committing suicide that they mm-hmm. saw as it was because they used the cult for therapy instead of getting real therapy. Yeah, and Ooh. then they had to put disclaimers on their Facebook and say, you if know. If you really are, they did put a disclaimer being like, if you're suicidal, call the suicide hotline, like yeah. don't ask us. They are still running this cult and say that they have done nothing wrong. Yeah. Whoa. Um, somebody tried to leave and they were like, said some really fucked up things. Yeah. And then they were like, we're just exposing you to the real world. This is what it's like if you leave Twin if, Flame. As long as you're not aligned. Yeah. <laughs> you're a jerk. Did, did, um, do they, I, I want to know, do they pay 4000 a month? So, okay. To be I, members? I lied about the $4,000 a okay. month. So it's, it's There's all a There's a year, I think, package. But then to there's like get but, in. But that's part of it. But they encourage you to like upsell to other oh. members, so you can uh-huh. get that. But then you also might want to take like a bunch of coursework that's you know extra. So they said it can easily become more than four thousand dollars. And I maybe it was a month, maybe not. But I didn't want to. I mean, if, even if it's a year, that's scary. Of to some me. other cults we've talked about, where mm-hmm. it's like essentially they're just like a for-profit university, yeah, mm-hmm. offering classes in their own made-up stuff. It reminds me of the forum. Yeah. Did you guys do the forum at all? No. Was I that kind of an LA thing, it. partially? Or I think it's a California thing. Mm-hmm. There was something. It, there was a controversy involving Cafe Gratitude. Oh. Doing it. Um, being associated with Landmark Forum. Oh, yeah. Landmark Forum. Yeah. 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 With Warner. Er- Wait a minute. I do think... I'm going to get the name wrong. Werner Eckhart or something like that? No, I'm Eckhart Toll. I don't know. I got to look it up. I did the forum when I was a kid. Really? Is yeah. the forum... Is that different from Landmark Forum? Am no, I it's thinking? the same thing. Can same you... Thing. Well, let's explain in case people don't know what the Landmark sure. Forum is. Um, the view from inside. My experience with with it was that my mom had just gotten divorced and was kind of vulnerable. And a friend of hers... You know, it, it's sort of like that middle-aged... Um, new age kind of thing that was happening in the 80s, right? So um, it's sort of like you, I don't know, divorces, middle age, um, the 80s, uh, these things align. It's a mind alignment. Mind alignment. Um, but, but basically you go to this hotel, right? You're in like a hotel conference room and this very authoritative person mm-hmm. stands at the front of the room, and you're you have to ask to use the bathroom. You're supposed to log all of your um, Tylenol if you take. You know, you're not supposed to take anything. You're supposed to be clean. Yeah, clean slate. And you have to ask permission to get your asthma meds or whatever. Um, and then there's a lot of like I just remember, and I think I think you have to sign something that says you'll never tell anyone about the technologies that you learn. You know how they always <laughs> yeah. use ridiculous words for things like the special technology. It's like you mean the the the, the refrigerator magnet poetry you did in front of the room <laughs> that technology. Um, but basically, the idea was sort of like you have to own everything that's happened to you. Mm-hmm. You take responsibility for. Everything in your life. So you're not a victim. So you're not playing the blame game. And you're also just like, as if I chose. So then I just remember someone standing up and saying, I did not choose to get cancer. I'm not taking responsibility for my cancer. Good for them. And this guy was, you know, it's always like kind of like a authoritative, like ex-military guy, like gets in your face and is like, no, you know, it'll help you and blah, blah, blah. And then then everyone cries and holds Mm -hmm. hands. and, And some people hate it. And they're like, this sucks. And there's there are like there's a little bit of um fomenting of like rebellion within the I mean it's 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 sort of like 
effective in some ways like you there right. are these touching moments and you're in a group and there's like you can be manipulated in a group yeah i mean you i just remember doing something where you stare at someone really close oh that's like yeah. um that's an esalen thing supposedly too where I mean, you have to feel conne- you know you're just like silently feeling your connection with someone right. so much of this is just like acting class it is yeah. all acting you know classes I mean? We've, yeah. yeah and everything feels like it should end in fucking but it never does right yeah. <laughs> no but a lot of unless it does i guess I yeah mean, sometimes it does but it, it does well at esalen <laughs> Maybe. What was your response? <laughs> Did you like it? Um, I was kind of into psychology. I think I was maybe, I feel like I might have been a freshman in college. Mm-hmm. And I was sort of into like the fact that everyone was getting straight to the f- the facts of their lives. Like Cut that, the shit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you're not around that that much at age, you know, 19. So it sort of was refreshing that way. Yeah. But it's also kind of creepy because you're like 19 and you're in a room full of 45-year-olds. Right. And they're all like, tell me. You know, and, and, and like a 45-year-old can hold c- eye contact with you right. for a long time. <laughs> and when you're 19, you're just like, God damn, stop, stop, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you feel your j- awkwardness a lot in that scenario. I don't know. I thought it was, I thought it was kind of a cult, honestly. But it sort of to help my mom a little like she got something out of it and I, it was it was almost like a vehicle for her to talk to me mm-hmm. about her feelings and for me to talk about my feelings and so that it was kind of like a door opened in a way mm-hmm. but but then we both kind of thought it was bullshit afterwards you're like we could have done this at home yeah oh yeah no <laughs> but see that's the thing that's why these things exist it's like if we did that at home, home yeah. we'd just do it over a glass of wine on right. any given night. But that was not the that was not the context of the way I was raised. Well, there are no, weird. We that it's, that would have been creepy. Are you kidding? In our house, <laughs> that's fucked Let's up. Let's have a real talk. I think there's something really reassuring about being told what to do and being given rules. And so, in a way, especially I think if if you're a single mom, like the you know person in the Vice article was, you just like when you feel out of control and like you need like a strong community sometimes having rules makes you feel as though your interaction is more authentic somehow i think but it also makes you feel fragile and vulnerable i mean they really break you down right Mm -hmm. you can't take a bathroom break you're like a child well that asking you to go to the bathroom yeah and taking your medicine away like that seems kind of there's the, something dicey? weird about that. Dicey. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of aggression towards questioning any yeah, of the uh, It seems a rules. little bit like we're testing your free will. Mm-hmm. Right. Your, yeah. Your commitment to free will. Is it still go is it still yeah. around? I just looked it up to see. Um apparently Panda Express training involves it. Because it's also really? like Ooh. So it has corp- like a corporate element. Well, yeah, because it's like people use it all the time for like corporate retreats. Mm. Really? Yeah. Oh. That is where it still thrives. That was the Cafe Gratitude thing. They sell it as like a program to companies being like so your employees can get to know each other can you imagine working at panda express knowing like this is probably like one of many jobs like this in a line kind of thing and having to bond with your coworkers that intensely and then being like peace yeah <laughs> i mean i'm off to the next <laughs> i do think that is a lot of just all corporate retreats i think are weird in that way mm-hmm. like anyone i know who's had to go on one it is like they you know put you in a hotel away from everybody else and then you have to do like trust falls even if it's not like hippie stuff anymore it's still like these weird group bonding exercises well escape rooms were popular for that purpose for a while yeah which oh really corporate escape room experiences because you have to it's all strategy and like how how are you under pressure right how can you work in a team 
Ugh. This is why been? I worked, worked from home for the last 25 years. Exactly. <laughs> home, home is the ultimate escape room. Yes, we is. should do it. We've done a, we did a one day podcast. It was like really more like three hours podcasting retreat. And then we were like, look, it's just like we're podcasting, but no one's listening. <laughs> look at that. We've learned so much. Yes. We should have like stood in the parking lot and stared at each other really closely. I though. go, I do an escape room with you guys. I wouldn't mind. I'm I usually anti-escape room, not but escape rooms. I mean, we should push ourselves to the limit more. I don't like having to like do a task <laughs> during during fun. <laughs> Would you do a task on a cruise? Cruises sponsor night call. Would you do it? <laughs> Just dropping another one. Yeah, I'd do anything over a sponsorship. Right? Yeah. See, um, on a boat with a goat. <laughs> What'd I don't you even do think I've ever, I'm trying to think if I've been on like a big boat ever. Have you? Yeah. Maybe I, you well, should do whale a, watching a bunch. A whale, oh, yeah. whale watching. Whale watching counts. Was New England. Heather, you have know. you had a love boat experience? No, I don't. I've, I've been on one cruise. I went on a short cruise to the Bahamas for spring break one year, and it was pretty cool. I went I mean, on I some booze cruise. Was, was it long? Boat. Was it like a week? It was, I think it, no, I think it was only like three hours. It was like Florida to um, Newport or something. Oh, nice. It wasn't that, it wasn't, I, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm getting that distance right, if it was three hours or six hours, but it was, we didn't spend the night. But there was a lounge. There was like a there was entertainment, and I think there might have been like slots and shit like that. Mm, Ooh, riverboat cool. gambling, yeah. yeah, and super corn syrupy drinks, mm-hmm. which is a you know. I went on a booze cruise like this, but mm. I don't remember if it was. It was also in spring break. If it was in the Bahamas or in Florida, <laughs> um, but I got on had like three drinks, like boom, boom, mm-hmm. boom, and started. My ties. Yeah, yeah. It, no, I think they were hurricanes. Or rum. Oh, ooh. Yeah, and uh, and then they started throwing up. And <laughs> didn't stop for the rest of that cruise. That's amazing. Yeah, was I'm it rolling? Yeah. Was it, oh. Yeah. Are you? Do you get seasick easily? No, but I throw up from drinking easily. <laughs> <laughs> We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand. Tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. 
So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey and right now save over 30 percent on smart metabolic burn at getsmartburn.com the lowest price anywhere that's getsmartburn.com don't delay transform your life with smart metabolic burn from brain md these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration our products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease Um, we're not done talking about cults, though, you guys. We have a <laughs> yeah, more no. somber cult to talk about, which is um, the the most suspicious couple in the world. They're like Robert Durst level <laughs> suspicious, um, and it's but it's sad. So I have to do away with like the jinx thing because that that was also sad. But we all can laugh at Robert Durst now. But over at the cut. Amanda Arnold recently reported on Lori Vallow and Chad Daybell, the Idaho couple who um, have been getting a lot of media attention after Vallow's two children went missing at some point, and they were last seen in September. They still haven't been located as of our recording right now. Um, The couple fled to Hawaii, I believe, after they'd been questioned by law enforcement about where their kids were. And they were like, oh, they're in Arizona with a family member. Um, But they they couldn't locate the kids. And then Lori and Chad fled to Hawaii. And so then people started kind of digging around in Lori and Chad's lives. And they found out that they were preppers. But that wasn't even the weirdest thing. It was they had like three other mysterious deaths connected to them. And they're like, you know, they're very serious preppers. So they, Lori at least, believes that the end times is going to be like this coming July. Do you mm. guys have any plans? For the end times? <laughs> <laughs> I better make some. Yeah. They're members of a group called Preparing a People, mm. which sounds like dinner thing yeah this story <laughs> delicious yes more depressing it was really depressing i knew it was going to be this is a story you wish you could talk about if it happened in the past i thought you were gonna say you wish you could not have read you wish you could not well but you don't know yet what the i'm yeah. still like maybe it's fine well, okay so mm. the children are missing yeah, yeah. And but, but also there were murders associated with these they people. Killed they killed their own spouses. That's, well, no, no, no. It no, appears that's, as yeah, if it that appears. Okay, we know. Like, allegedly, allegedly. Yeah. One of them, their spouse died. Okay, wait. I'll tell you. So yeah. Vallow's brother was named Alex Cox. And so he allegedly shot and killed Lori's ex-husband in July when it was, it was reported to be in self-defense. Cox died of unknown causes five months later. So that's two yeah. suspicious so the, deaths. So Lori's brother. Lori's brother. Uh, allegedly might have been involved in the murder of her ex. Yes. And then Lori's brother shows up dead one 
day and, of strange, and no one knows why causes. And then two weeks before Chad and Lori got married, Chad's then wife died of Tammy. What, yeah, Tammy died of supposedly natural causes. But then in the wake of all of this stuff, they have exhumed the bodies of um, those two to see what really went on. But then also, um, can I interject with one strange, yeah, yeah. odd, odd thing about this? Please, uh, Tammy, when she died. The authorities were interested in possibly doing an autopsy. Oh. But Chad said, no, I don't think that's necessary. And the authorities said, that's okay, yeah. You're kidding. Yeah. they were. They According to this, I read kind of, I didn't read the cut article. I read like yeah. the, a list of facts that was on. Five some, fast facts you need to know. It was like kind of long, but it was just a, a garbage. <laughs> it wasn't like a well, it wasn't like a narrative. It was yeah. strange. But you really got the headlines what what well so then did you see i think this was pretty recent um i think it was reported by a utah fox affiliate said that Lori's niece whose name is melanie boudreau did you see this no okay so melanie boudreau had apparently joined the prepper community after Lori joined mm. and there were some 911 calls <clears throat> excuse me placed by her ex-husband so her ex her husband was like i don't like that you're being involved in this crazy prepper cult he took their kids and fled and then he kept calling the police and being like someone just shot my window i'm like convinced it's my crazy ex-wife yeah yeah. so it's it's like spread into like other facets of the family but he was at some point he said i'm concerned that she's gonna harm our children so all of that's very strange because like i don't know if that's connected to the end times if it's like they're trying to mm-hmm. spare their children from the wrath of god like it's so there's there you could just fall into like the black hole of all mm-hmm. of this story mm-hmm. yeah and also Lori, when she was married got really into chad's books about the end times yeah so he's a doomsday author yeah right <laughs> <laughs> it has so much of this reminded me of the staircase too are you yeah. a staircase mm-hmm. person yes, yes. that um, happened in my hometown durham north carolina oh that yeah. was there. i was obsessed with that case that was i yeah. mean it's amazing yeah obsessive and that yeah. documentary is just so good yeah because you flip your mind back and forth yeah although the, the slant of the documentary mm-hmm. was messed up because yeah. if you followed it in the news right. and if you're from durham <laughs> it was sort of like yeah, this guy's for sure. He obviously did it. Well, they yeah. were definitely on his side, but it's such a good documentary. Oh my God, it's so good. Do you believe the owl theory? No. No? Not no, at all. It. No, no, no. I thought when when they discovered the first the yeah. first woman, right, who also fell down the stairs that he knew and he was the last person who oh, saw yeah. her. He did it. But yeah. he, yeah, it just makes you be like, oh, I guess I can't tell who's guilty from like listening to them talk. Right. Immediately. Yeah, yeah. Oh, because you thought at first he wasn't guilty. Yeah, because yeah. he does, because he seems so genuine. Well, mm-hmm. it's it's a long time. I mean, it's a like, what, 14 hour series? It's long. It's yeah. long. And so you yeah. think that at some point, like with the jinx, when eventually they crack. You yeah, know, you would yeah. assume he would crack, but he never cracks. He, he never, never says cracks. I did it. Yeah. And then there was the whole like second season of that or right. whatever that I didn't I couldn't oh. actually get oh, into. Oh, it's good. I mean, it's also like it is one of those oh, cases where yeah. uh he probably did it, but also the cops fucked it up really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um and like didn't, you know, case the crime scene correctly and they had this blood spatter expert in the trial who was right. then like stripped of his, his Oh, he was? Honors. Yeah. That guy turned out to be kind of a quack because there is a lot of quackery in stuff like, you know, forensic psychology. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and there's like a lot of sort of pseudoscience, I feel like, uh, 
with stuff like that where somebody can come in and be like, I'm the blood spatter expert, but... I didn't like how the, the French documentarians were sort of like putting these... I mean, they had a lot of shots of like the kind of small town Durham. Yeah. Um, you know, prosecutors who would say like, now just look this... You know, and there and it was like... This man oh, yeah. was looking at gay porn the yeah. night before he murdered his yeah. wife in cold blood. Yeah. And you kind of had that like, oh, God, like you, it's easy to watch that. And, you know, and then the, the documentary, the filmmakers are like, oh, we don't believe oh. this. <laughs> These little the stupid, the stupid rednecks. <laughs> Definitely that was true. Well, my boyfriend showed me the staircase because one of his best friends, I think, went to, again, summer camp with uh, one of the daughters mm. who is on Michael's side. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what makes it hard to argue the adopted with. daughters. Yeah. Adopted by the first From woman the that first was woman, yeah. Yeah, pushed down the stairs. Sorry. And the fact that they would <laughs> side with him is interesting. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. That they would side with him. Well, yeah. But they didn't have... You, you had that, like, well, they didn't have a parent left because their parent, you know, he yeah. was their parent and they loved him. Um, people liked him in that neighborhood. I, my mom was friends with a few people in the neighborhood really? who, who were like, I mean, he, he was super a nice charming, guy. And yeah. he seemed, well, in, uh, yeah. No. He wrote books about murdering right. and murders and how fun murder, not how fun. <laughs> how to get away with it. I mean, the thing is, it's different when you read it in the paper and you're like, a man who wrote books about murdering. Mm-hmm. was lo- looking yeah. at gay porn and then he was, I mean, you know, looking at gay porn and then his wife discovered it and then, I mean, they had a story around it. Yeah. And it was, you know, of course it was like homophobic and there was bad, you know, it was like bad redneck take on the whole thing. I yeah, mean, but every know. time the information came out, like there are a bunch of points in that story where you're like, now he's going to crack and right. you're right. He just never, he's like, well, I was looking at gay porn, so what? We had an open marriage, like who, you know, you can't prove that's not true because she's dead now. Um, it kind of seems like he doesn't think that he's guilty. Like he's a little. I think that's it. I think yeah, he's successfully convinced I, himself. I think that might be true, also. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he like passes a lie detector test. Right. Yeah. And I think he's a former Marine or something like that. Yeah. Right. I might be I think garbling he, that. Uh, no, no. I think you're right because I, yeah. if I recall, he had some like PTSD kind uh-huh. of issues, or he just had like a, a traumatic period of his life that he was kind of like you know. Yeah, there's a lot going on with it. Yeah. He's just such he a He could <laughs> proclaim to be in touch with intense emotions. It's a good documentary. So like good. a lot of the other true crime documentaries don't have that impact, but like the reason that one's really good is cuz it really just like indicts the viewer. It's yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You're watching this and you're like finding this guy charming and mm-hmm. like he probably killed his wife. Yeah. Um and, and also, it's confusing. And it's confusing and you're also like taking documentary as fact, which right. is like yeah. it's also obviously super constructed. Yeah. And you're trusting it. the French. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Never do that. Mistake. <laughs> Terrible idea. <laughs> um, well, Heather, thank you so much for guesting. Oh, oh my God. Call. I um, loved it. We are big fans. And I'm sad that I didn't sing the Love Boat theme, though. Well, now do is it. your time. Okay. Love. Exciting, Exciting and new. Testy know it. Come on. I'm too Come shy. Come aboard. <laughs> We're expecting you the love boat. That's important. Promises adventure for everyone. The love boat. Soon we'll be making another. I got that wrong. Set a course for adventure. Your mind on a new romance. 
<laughs> I was born to sing this song. It's so much it's like the Copacabana to me. Uh, oh, the yeah. Copacabana. You know, all Copa. of a sudden you could just go right Talk in. Talk about a yeah. spooky romance. <laughs> Copacabana. We may be putting these on our mix. Oh, yeah. uh, so if you subscribe <laughs> to our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash nightcall, you can have access to our mix and a bunch of other fun rewards. Um, also, if you'd like to follow us on social media, we are Nightcall Pod on Twitter, Nightcall Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And Heather, where should people find you if oh, you want them to? Well, the cut, uh, New York Magazine, Ask Polly. If you do a little search on Ask Polly, all my stuff will pop up. And I'm also on Twitter, but my name is very long. H. Haverleski. <laughs> so who knows? You'll never find me. That's doable. It's better for you if you don't find me, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again for joining us. And we will be back next week. Night Call is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell, ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. <sighs> give yourself a delicious escape from the afternoon with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies.